Hey everyone, welcome back to the Upline Cut. I just wanted to say a couple things off the top before we get into the episode. Uh, first is that this was a Facebook Live interview done with the Black Widows last week. Uh, and the other is, since we were recording over the stretch of four different countries, uh, there were some technical difficulties. So just bear with us through that if you hear a little bit of uh, glitchiness in the audio throughout the interview. Uh, but yeah, enjoy the episode, and Dana J, take us into the season. Dana J. Awesome. Welcome, everyone out there, as we get our last of the tech set up. Uh, talk about a beginning of an adventure, but so excited to have the lovely Black Widows uh, captains here tonight. Uh, welcome to everyone here to the Upline Cut, our first uh, official live show in almost two and a half years, which is very exciting. Uh, we are the official podcast of the Upwind Institute, a nonprofit organization with the mission to research, create, and disseminate equitable policies for sports leagues worldwide. Uh, my name is Laurel Oldershaw. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and my racial identity is white American. Yeah. Hey, uh, my name is Luke. My pronouns are he, him, his, and my racial identity is white American. Uh, welcome back to the Upline Cut. Super excited that this is happening, as Laurel just mentioned. Uh, we haven't had a live show since Nationals of 2017, I believe. Uh, so yeah. this is super exciting for us. Yeah, and we are so lucky to be joined by some esteemed guests tonight. We have Chrissy, Rika, and Fiona, captains of the elite and talented Black Widows Ultimate, an all-Asian competitive women's team. And we are so excited for this interview. And before we begin, we just ask you all to consider donating 5 to $20 to support the Black Widow Scholarship Fund to help players fly out to tournaments around the world to be more competitive. So we'll go ahead and post those links the event uh all donations straight to the black widows and uh before we get started in the questions we would love to turn to our special guests and ask you all to please introduce yourself uh with your name pronouns where you're from and how you first started playing ultimate hey fiona want to go first <laughs> okay uh hi i'm fiona uh i am 27 uh, can be the pronouns will be her, she, uh, no, what else? Uh, hers, she, hers. her, hers, hers, she, her, hers. Yeah, and and what am I supposed to add on to? Uh, your pronouns. Where are you from? Your I. Yeah, where you're from and how you first started playing ultimate. Right. Okay, I'm from Singapore. I started playing ultimate in Singapore as well about ten years ago. And uh, I was from other other competitive sports, and I thought that, uh, hey, ultimate is a really interesting sport. Uh, I can play it even though I am really really not that tall, and <laughs> and it was it was really fun to excel in this sport, and I really love it. She can jump really really high. I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to cut you off, but I feel like that's that why a lot of us got into Ultimate uh, for short and just other sports weren't doing it. <laughs> um, okay, my name is Chrissy Lynn Hunter. I'm um, the original spirit captain of the Black Widows. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and hers. Uh, you did ages. I didn't know we were going to do ages. I'm 35. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started my international career at, on the master's team before I dropped down to seniors. Uh, that's the way to do it, guys. Um, I'm Filipino-British. I grew up in Hong Kong. Uh, I'm now living in Malaysia, where I've been for seven years. Uh, I'm a national team coach and player. Love Malaysia, amazing food. And how I got into Ultimate, <laughs> it's going to be really cheesy. My now husband started the Ultimate Club at our university in the UK, Royal Holloway, University of London. Um, gosh, over 25 years ago now, that's crazy. That's no, not 25 years, 20 years. Um, and so he started the team and I mocked him. I was, a, I was a field hockey player and I said, that sounds so stupid. Why are you holding this banner? How, what a dumb sport. And then, 
then a year later I started dating him and I started joining the ultimate frisbee team because I couldn't play hockey in England it was too cold for me so I found my sport um and I am probably a fair weather frisbee player as well mm. I think Rika are you frozen or are you here girl oh the like ever realistic and yeah. common part of Zoom calls. <laughs> Wait, I, can hear. I can hear her. My name is Rika. And oh no, I know. I Rico, darling, sorry, it's really, it's the connection's not very great. We could tell you what we know about Rika. <laughs> I, I was going to say, or while we're, <laughs> while we're waiting for Rika to come back, do you want to go into the uh, beginning or the origin story of the Black Widows for us? Yeah, I think Fiona should. Right. So I'll just, I'll just share who Rika is. So yeah, Rika Garcia is one of the founding captains of Black Widows. She's Filipino. Uh, she now currently lives in Manila. Um, she's a wonderful person. Okay, Fiona, how did it all start? Mm, I think I think we were having some drinks. It was probably <laughs> near midnight. And, and we were just chatting. And... and uh, it's really funny, right? just started off with the two of us. And then we were talking um, about having this having this dream. Since we were always meeting each other uh, through the international tournaments in Asia, we were really familiar with each other. And we love seeing each other on the field. We were like, hey, why, why not let's just create a team, um, competitive teammates, and from then, we all became friends. We invited our friends over, and it's been great. Uh, our team has this. Should I go to the the core values right now? Do you have anything to add on the origin? Um, I think the I think what Rika will probably share a little bit more about was the first mm -hmm. time you put the team together, uh, Fiona and Rika, was actually pretty scary because. First of all, there is not a women's scene or there definitely wasn't a women's scene at all going on in Asia at the time. So there was a sense, first of all, that you're breaking off from your mixed teams and you don't normally leave your team, particularly in Singapore, Philippines, you don't, you don't leave your club. There's not that many clubs and it's a loyalty thing too, perhaps. So really you're quite, you've been with your one club for so long. And then all of a sudden this women's team goes, let's go do something pretty radical, which involves money and going overseas and investing and you don't know each other and you play completely different styles of ultimate and you're all from different cultural backgrounds the way you communicate is different and i do remember rika saying to me this could be really bad or this could go great <laughs> like we could all just be like having a fight for an entire tournament or we could really <laughs> really do well um and that was like a genuine fear because we didn't we didn't really know each other at all hey rika are you back yeah my mom is this is better yeah, yeah. Yes. Here you. I was just telling everyone what you told me about how scary it was bringing the widows together for the first Boom Rockstar Cup, um, and why that was. So I don't know if you have anything you wanted yeah. to add about the origin of Black Widows for you. Well, basically, it was. Uh, if it wasn't because of Boom Rockstar, it wouldn't happen. Um, Fiona and I were talking about that. Maybe we should put up a team. And it happens to be that Fiona's friends are all really good at ultimate, and then and, um, <laughs> she only has good ultimate friends. Actually. <laughs> and, then, and then I also asked some people from the from the province to play with us, so that was a good fit. So we didn't really expect it at first. Like it was something like I wanted to make sure that it's not something like you. You go to a tournament for the first time and you see them and you meet the team for the first time and then never talk to them again after that tournament. Something like that. That I, I wanted to make sure that it's gonna stand. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna stay long. So yeah. 
I think everyone in Black Widows didn't expect it to be this long. They thought that it's going to be just a one-time thing. So it, and then one thing led to another because of the sisterhood. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, I you think talk about sisterhood. Like, oh, sorry. No, I'm just going to say it's a perfect intro into talking more about your values. I know you were going to dive into that, Fiona. Mm. Yeah, I think what was what was really amazing is that like we, like uh, Chrissy said, we were all playing in our individual mixed teams. We just saw each other along the way in the past few years of playing, and now we're all in this together. And it's been it's been a it's been a crazy ride. It's been a long and amazing ride. Definitely meeting all these all these really good players yeah. <laughs> on and off the fields. Yeah. Um. Going into our our values, our values spells shit, and it starts with S H I. We have two eyes though, so no swear words here. Two eyes and a T. Um, and S stands for sisterhood. It is our uh, the the first value and the value that that we uphold the most and we're most proud of. And it's definitely sisterhood and staying together. Um, going through from different countries, different time zones, but all with the same heart and always for each other. And then next comes humility. And humility on ourselves, on our on our skills, whenever we're on the field, off the field, we, we always have something to learn from each other in this team and even from our opponents as well. And I, and I really like that. Mm. Next will be, we go with the uh, intensity first. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with the intensity first. Whenever we're on the field, we, we play with our best intensity. We give, we give uh, our all and off the field as well where there are tournament parties, uh, we go with a very so intensive heart to, <laughs> to everything. Next will be intimacy. Um, although we come from different Asian cultures and, and uh, not everyone has sort of the same intimacy, uh, I think I learned a lot from this team regarding intimacy, getting close to each other and being able to to rely on uh, our teammates and friends. Yeah. And uh, last will be trust. Uh, T for trust. Trusting our teammates on the field, off the field, you can drink as much as you want and someone will be there. (laughs) 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 Right, and that spells our shit values. (laughs) Which was like not deliberate. Also, no. I think Missy came because we were doing a cheer, and halfway through the cheer, we got mixed up between <laughs> trust and something, and so it went intimacy. And I like, did someone say intimacy? And it just it stuck after that tournament. It was just like editing. Yeah, you're like that. That sounds about right for us. But I think part of making values is you can choose all the words you like, but do they have conviction for you? Do they speak something very highly for your uh, for yourselves and for your your team? And I really like what Fiona said. I, I sort of had a little buzz there where, where Fiona said, you know, intimacy in some of our Asian cultures isn't something, you know, even touch. There's different levels or, or different expectations about what's okay, what's not okay. And then emotional intimacy, like how much you share with someone, how much you don't, what level of vulnerability is okay. Um, and actually intimacy, uh, for me, a sisterhood obviously does feed into this, but it was almost like one of the unlocks for us. We were like, wow, this... We're taking this to another level. We're putting it in our cheer. Uh, and <laughs> and it's, it is changing something because I felt like, and I'm sure um, Fiona might agree with this, like for the Singaporean culture, the, the Singaporean players that came just, just had so much fun. That, and people were saying we didn't, don't have this kind of fun sometimes at tournaments. You know, it's, it's very intense, very competitive, but in a different way. The joy of the game is different in Singapore in itself. Whereas then once we had that plus the, the outrageous Filipino dancing <laughs> on the field. I'm not even talking about the dance guys. I'm talking about the sideline. And the kind of sense of fun that they brought. They bring such competitiveness, but such a sense of laughter and fun. And I mean, you have to play the tournament with the Filipinos at some point. If you're not going to Boracay next year, guys, we're just going to pick that. 
Um, but, but there was something there, I think Fiona's absolutely right. It's like each one of our cultures learned something new and enjoyed learning it in such an incredibly safe space. Things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do before. Uh, and then I'll just add one more thing as well. So the diversity part was, we, we were very upfront about it. So we would say, and I would say, and Rika would start every weekend with a, a, a team meeting that directly talked about it saying, these are things that each of us are gonna find different. We would have a camaraderie around our different cultural um, predispositions. And then, and it became so wonderful to be able to say, and it's not, be able to say, you know, I'm, I, I used to find this uncomfortable and now I feel really quite accepted and really quite able to share what's really going on for me. So we ended up having a lot of mental health conversations because that's a strong area, it's a taboo in lots of Asian cultures and countries. Now with COVID-19, I'm seeing a, a surge in people talking about psychological first aid and about some aspects of the mental health um, impacts that the coronavirus will have on communities. And that's, for me, incredible in parts of like my home country in Hong Kong or even here in Malaysia. I think that's wonderful. And I felt like Black Widows got there a little bit early about talking about it early because it, we're all, lots of us are going through various things. But yeah, so thanks, Fiona. That's such a good summary. Yeah, so you touched on COVID-19 down just now. Uh, I'm curious what you all are doing to keep the team, uh, the team together and engaged at this time. Yeah, great question. <laughs> we, we go play frisbee? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do any of that. Um, we, so one of the main things, I'll start with the calls. Maybe Fiona, you could do the push-ups. <laughs> um, the, um, one, of the, one of the things we started was our hashtag shit calls. So um, it's like Black Widows makes shit calls. And um, yeah, you love the pun, don't you, ultimate players? And we, we put together, so we were supposed to have three tournaments in March, like two, like nearly every weekend. Uh, and including in that would be some new widows. So lots, we've had lots of applications to play with us, which is such a blessing. And so when we totted it all up, including old players, we have 50 widows across the world, like really in so many different countries. I probably should have counted how many. Um, so we, we do these shit calls on a Sunday evening, Malaysia time, morning for the Americas, um, somewhere in the middle for the Europe. And um, the, the, the theme of it is the first one was to discuss how is COVID-19 affecting your life, your, your daily lifestyle? What, what, how did you hear about it? What changed? Um, and in the first call, I mean, there was, there was over 20 of us, I think in the first call, uh, 20 of us in the first call, everyone sharing what it's been like in various different stages, right? By that point, Hong Kong had been down in lockdown for nearly six weeks compared to some countries, yours perhaps included, that hadn't done much stuff yet, you know, in their lockdowns or in their policies around it. Um, and I think that gave everyone a chance to be able to say what they're afraid of, what they're not, what they've heard, what, what's going on, and bring a sense of like, we're family, we're really tangible family, we want you to know you're not alone. And if you need financial help, if you need support, if you just need someone to talk to, please, please make it known, we will, we'll, we'll be there. So that's one of the main things. And so now that's a monthly call, we've had our second one uh, just last month. Um, and that one we again asked about diversity. Um, one of our players has said that she'd experienced uh, racial discrimination because of coronavirus. Um, and I thought that struck me so much, obviously. Um, and I think again, being able to say that story, there's that Maya Angelou quote, which is like, there's no greater suffering or no greater agony than having an untold story within you. So, something like that. I love Maya. And so it, I think that was the, was the purpose around the calls is please tell your story and please know that we hear you. Fiona's got the fun side too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we've been doing like a whole ton of stuff to keep the, the team together. I feel that like during this period of time, uh, as Chrissy has mentioned, they, they, we put in a lot of effort to come together with these calls and to talk to each other. Uh, because obviously one of our most for, look forward tournaments have been cancelled. A uh, whole bunch of us were going to meet up in uh, Boracay and on different teams as well. And, and it yeah. would have been great. And we were all kind of bummed about it. And glad, I'm glad we kind of got, got together and, and talked about it as well. It was really nice. Um, something else that we picked up was um, 
Revenge Ultimate. I'm not sure who was the first one to share it. Was it Chrissy? Someone tagged me. I don't know why. I'm not a, a push-up fan. <laughs> right, all the way from down under, we got tagged to do some push-ups. And uh, we were the only women's team, am I right? To... Yeah, we. I think we were. That's right. Yeah, the fully, fully women's team um, to participate in this. So Bench Ultimate rolled out a 10,000 push-ups challenge. And they were they were challenging for the first team to reach ten thousand push-ups. Um, we started on six April. We had about twenty over widows that participated in this um in this challenge. And and oh my god, at the end of <laughs> before the end of the second day, I think in like thirty hours, we completed the ten thousand push-ups, and we went for yeah. more. I don't know why we did that, but we went for more. <laughs> um, our average count for the whole team was was more than more than five hundred, more yeah, than five hundred pushups each. Everyone did more than five hundred each, which was, was so amazing. <laughs> I don't think yeah. any one of us ever did that many, uh, even in a month or or any tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> Credit where credit's due though because Laurel and Fiona, these two people on the call, I do think you may have done more than most of the team and helped our average. So thanks. Oh, Laurel, definitely. You know, I do what I can. Well. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It was the worst of went over a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just get all, I feel like I would wake up in the morning to like 50 texts because you were all awake and I was asleep. <laughs> and so then it was like, oh, I just did 20. Oh, I just did 30. And I was like, well, if I'm like trying to catch up, I have to do so many. <laughs> a geographical no. advantage of having players both <laughs> oh, in yes. the Pacific region and the Americas, North Americas. So the, what that meant yeah. is like, we could continuously all around the clock have someone yeah. doing a push-up. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. At the end of the tournament, we completed we eighteen thousand five hundred over push-ups, yeah. and we never yeah, lifted sure. our arms again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been resisting push-ups ever since. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not only that, so Chrissy talked about having like an all twenty-four hour push-up count. And it was amazing because we had people from different time zones. So when some people were finished doing push-ups, we started picking up like bottles and glasses. And people... <laughs> so let's say in Asia, we finish our push-ups and we start picking up our bottles and glasses. And then Laura will wake up to pictures of that and then start doing yeah. her push-ups. <laughs> There's a lot of coffee and wine consumed in those two days. <laughs> oh, there was, yeah. At the same time? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, you talked a little about Boracay, but besides Boracay, or if there's another top favorite tournament that you've played in as the Black Widows, what would it be? Hey, Rika, you want to go first? Sure, let Rika, yeah. I think for me, it's going to be TP. I think for me, it's TP. Corneo Eterna Primavera. Hello? Yeah, yes, we can hear you. TP. Yeah. So we were supposed to go this year again, but of course, it's cancelled. But, and then, um, they were asking us to go to join the virtual PEP, but we just couldn't make it work. So yeah. it's, just, it's just a fun way for us to, to gather the girls and, and do another set of shit values in, in one <laughs> and then you play. Uh, emotional. Uh, everyone was always. Everyone's always trying to to be supportive to each other every after after the games and during the games. And then I don't know. It's, it's really something that I really cherish. Uh, yeah, 
And US Open is also really good because it was, it was so difficult to, to do. And it was very challenging. But for me, TP stopped me to the stopped me most. Yeah, I think I, I, this was a difficult question. I, I've enjoyed so many tournaments with the widows. TEP destroyed me. <laughs> the Colombians partying is absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I, I wasn't trained well enough. And I thought I was, but I wasn't ready for TEP. <laughs> and so I played really terrible. But anyway, um, I think something else Rika spoke to me about when we were at TEP. So TEP in Colombia, you know, it has some similarities to the, the situation in, let's say, Philippines. You have an incredible, vibrant culture. The economies are fairly similar in a way, um, and the way that they want to invest in Ultimate and make it something sustainable, make it a sustainable business. We learned so much asking Revolution Ultimate, like how, how did you get the money to, to make this sort of grassroots stuff? How did it, uh, how was it involved with Colombian, the Colombian government? Like how, how does that, how did that work? So that we could all these other Asian countries that have some similarities around it, you know, we don't have as much spending power as some of our countries and some of ours do. And so we're saying, you know, what are the factors when you're trying to build an ultimate community and a, and a women's one in particular, what would we need? Um, particularly because I think Philippines is, is, is ripe. They've got some fantastic infrastructure for ultimate. They have phenomenal athletes um, and they have this, like, they love the spectatorship of it. And so they've got, you know, they do have the stadiums, they've got, a lot of people and so you know there's, there's, there's potential there's potential for, for growing the sport that way and I think we I just learned so much from speaking to them and I think also revolution said to us they didn't realize how much they'd inspired us and I was like are you joking are you joking like revolution ultimate in Asia we for women in Asia this is huge you are sisters to us you are in fact people that I can see what I can be right so I can I can be what I can see sorry so I I we look at you and go, they can, so we can. And so I think that was nice for them to hear from us, that particular thing. But I mean, I think US Open, I, I really would love to give that a go again. Um, it went by so quickly. Our, our live stream against Fury never happens. We don't even have any video like mm. uh, live stream from it. We were so gutted. It, the rain was terrible, it's no one's fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I also am like, now I understand the, the way it's set up. We're gonna arrive earlier for warm-ups, guys. And we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna train a bit differently to those conditions as well. But so that's that to me would be fantastic. Um, just learned learned a lot um, from good tournament. What about you, Fee? My favorite tournament was um, Wow, it's really hard to pick. But uh, it's, it's since you guys have, as well. yeah, since you guys have gone gone with the US Opens and uh, the TEP as well, which are probably our two more recent tournaments. Mm. Um, I would say our, our first Boon Rock Stars was yeah. was very memorable for me, and it was um, it was a lot about getting together, uh, with. Like Rika mentioned, we've all met each other for the first time. And, and we have never played with each other. Or let's say we never had any chances to train together as well. Um, getting together on the field was one thing. But, you know, you have a group of females. And a lot of things could go wrong. Um, <laughs> a lot of things happened. And... And I think that was definitely the fun part of it, um, including the people we met there as well. There was definitely a bonus for the first Boon Rock Stars. There were Buzz Bullets were there, um, a whole bunch of rock stars were there. They they added so much color to that tournament. Yeah. Rika, you wanted to add something? Well, yeah, well, I think every tournament that we go to is very memorable. I mean, I, I mean that's, it might be a cliche, but that's really true that every single tournament that you, we, we, we go to because of the, 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 because of the values that we have, it's almost kind of like this, the, we set the tone kind of the same. And we, 
we just have chemistry because of that. I think that's why it's very important for every team to have values because it, it sets the tone of the team. And that's why when we play to in any, any tournament, whether it's the same roster or not, it's going to be the same result. I actually want to also um, shout out Rika's strategies. She's not really saying what she does. Uh, and Rika puts so much thought into the individual strengths, what kind of character they bring, what kind of emotions and drive they bring, what are their playing field, what are their playing styles in the field. And the first Boom Rockstar, I remember Rika put us into these pods. They were intercultural. Um, different lines. Uh, so we had three lines, one from each line was there. And she thought about the way the dynamic was. So some of our more serious, maybe kind of um, competitively closed players sometimes, you just, you, once they're in, they, you can't get them out. She'd put that person with like the most fun loving, hilarious Filipino player who's like, la, 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 la. And, and this would work. And we, I remember just seeing some players who've had a reputation for, for being quite difficult and spiky just to, when they're in competitive mode. Not, not terrible players, amazing players, wonderful teammates, but just that's their style. And just seeing them open up because Rika had thought, how do I, how do I use the diversity in this team for our strength? How do I do it? I mean, honestly, I, I, I think she's right about the values, but I also think you break the values down into kind of tangible actions and you say, if we want these things to exist, what do we do to make them happen? What's, what does it mean to, to show sisterhood? Well, it's going to be this. Mm -hmm. We're going to have our backs. You're going to check on your pod. Whatever your sister is worried about her playing, you're going to go and speak to her. You're going to ask her what gets her up and what doesn't get her up. Does she need space or does she not? You know, like it, it was, we really broke that down. But then we also said, you know, how, how do the Filipinos celebrate kind of joy of the game? How does players from Hong Kong, players from China, Japan, how do you, all of you do that? so that we respect and embrace all of it. And because we can't do 20 cultures of the same things, we're gonna break you down into pods to have champions. And I, again, I, I use that now with, with teams I coach because how it was so effective and so well modeled by Rika um, in that first tournament. That's, yeah, it's really awesome to hear about the blending of different cultures. Uh, something I do wanna ask about, uh, it's a change of topic a little bit, but I heard something about this hashtag act normal phenomenon. Uh, I'm curious if any of you want to speak to that. Rika <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> will be the best. <laughs> Rika, by the way, I texted Kyra and she, she did seem to say that we could reveal <laughs> the reason for why. So, but I'm going to leave that with you, Rika. Maybe you want to share. <laughs> Well, the, the only reason that normal is that normal is we should say what it is first, probably, <laughs> or model it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, Rika, I'll and do then, that. I'll just, of course, some of the... sure, sure, sure. Thanks, babe. Yeah, I'll, I'll model it first and then I'll pass over to you to, to explain its origins. So what we explain to every team we play against at, after the spirit circle, we're going to do an act normal photograph. So act normal is let's say you're at your tournament and your bae or the, that person you really fancy walks by. And what do you do? You know, if your sister's next to you or your, your, your friend, you kind of like nudge them right and you're like, act normal. Okay. And of course, what they do is they go, <laughs> and we did it we did it because it really happened a player had a certain crush walk by whilst we're about to take a team photo and we all went act normal and this person literally went down one name was like and so it, that's kind of how it started is that we take these these act normal photos we didn't know it would become a phenomenon um rico do you want to share a bit more about what act normal what we think act normal also now means well basically it's just um being just being yourself we wanted people to be comfortable in their own skin while we we're playing because we don't want to be to be too serious and during the game you can you know, you tend to be so serious when you're you're having a game and 
we wanted that that kind of set the tone also for us to have that whenever we after a game after everything that's happened during the game we act normal in a way it's like it's a way for us to just have fun and and let let it all out let down our hair and and just play around with the other team as well I think um, I spoke to a few teams afterwards because the thing that was so surprising to me was how many teams would then send us their act normal poses um, <laughs> on Instagram yeah. and Facebook yeah. afterwards. Um, so like the Lady Bandits, who I think a phenomenal women's team from Boracay, they, they came first in Boom Rockstar the second year. And a fantastic story, you should interview them actually at some point. But they, they kept sending us images and they kept saying, you know, for us, this is saying women's ultimate is big and in your face now and confident and out there. We're no longer the kind of quiet side of things. Uh, we're not the, 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 second, the second sport that's going on in here. Uh, we are, we're the main show and we can enjoy that being that sort of being in that space. And I, I for me, when I do, when I do act normal, I, I do think that I do think like just uh, it's such a such a team that everyone's anyway. Bless you, Laurel. <laughs> Everyone has such levels of difference anyway. You've got, got to enjoy it, and we also want to see it. We want to see you at your kind of like, I'm a just me today. But Fiona was just well, flirting. One thing I so. love about the black widows <laughs> is. <laughs> One thing I love is your ability to talk about intimacy, to talk about humility uh, all before a game and after a game, and then to also talk about mental health so presently to an event versus it being something that's like hidden away, uh, you know, in secret staircases. Um, I think in that, you know, you all, or you made a big impact on me when we played together at TEP last year, but kind of in your, in you looking back at your journey I think I got the what moments stick out to you as yeah. the moment that you knew you were making a difference right right B, you want to go first mm. there was uh, I can't remember the team name. Was it um, uh, was it Lady Bandits? Was it Mulato? Lady Bandits? Yeah. Lady you Bandits. Pink shirt, right? The, pink. Kit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Lady Bandits. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. during our Boone Rock Stars. I think it was the second one, and we were having our spirit circle after the game. Um, I think it was the semi-finals match correct yeah and and they they sounded it out to us and they said um they told us how much how much impact we've been bringing to them themselves as well as the, the people around them um we we do our best on the field and off the field we were having a whole ton of fun uh whether or not the the results are and 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 that's what that's what competitive ultimate is, right? We we just do our best and, and we're happy with whatever the results are because the process the process to us was the most important and, and we definitely were very happy about the process even on that tournament. And after the the game, they just came up to us on the um spirit circle and told us how much impact we were to them, to women's ultimate itself, us us acting normal, speaking up about about all these values, um, and they realized there was something that they had to learn from, and that they want to pick up, and they did. They they picked it up and told us about their results, which was really heartwarming to not just the three of us. I'm pretty sure the whole team felt it, and we were we were speechless at that time. It was a really warm feeling, and that was when that was when we knew that. Hey, I think our every action is is kind of changing the people around us a little bit, and this women's team right now that we have, 
um, created and that we have journeyed on, it's it's going to be huge. It It's picking up a lot of people on the way. It's picking up a lot of smiles on the way. And it will definitely bring more smiles to other people in the future. That was really nice, Fee. Thank you. Rika, do you want to share? There's actually some background to Lady Bandits about them being a provincial team. Like why that story was so amazing. Sorry? Can you tell a little bit about the background to the late to Lady Bandits? Because their story yeah. is incredible for a few reasons. Yeah. yeah, because they come from different parts of um they're not but not they're not necessarily all from Barakai, they're from Iligan, from from Cebu, some of them are all from different parts of the Philippines as well. And they're sponsored players. Um so they we can't afford some of them can't afford to play a tournament, but they but if they're good enough, they're being they're being sponsored. So that's why they work really hard to play. And and that's the reason why it's very special for them to win because they train really hard. They train two twice a week. At twice twice a twice a day, I mean not twice a week. So it's it's quite it's quite um, a good journey for them when they won Moon Rock Stars for the second time. And they were also telling us that we inspired them. So, so that was really good. That was, um, that's like something like it's, it's, it's fine losing to them because <laughs> they, they, they deserve it. I just think that's hilarious, right? They're like, you, Blackwood has inspired us. And I was like, you guys train twice a day? <laughs> yeah. You're like, some of their play was absolutely amazing. I remember thinking like, no, 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 no. We're not working hard enough. <laughs> we don't have a single training. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't had a single training together. Um, and also like the stakes, I think what Rika's, it's really important here to hear this, right? In certain countries, ultimate is a highest stake. That's their livelihoods that they're talking yeah. about. And whenever we're making decisions about ultimate on a grand scale, let's think about the fact that the way we play ultimate is not the way everyone experiences it. But like you can get ultimate every, I, I often um, rant at my American friends. I'm like, you get, a, you get a tournament every weekend? You get a massive tournament every weekend? Are you yeah. kidding? In my country where I am now in Malaysia, there's maybe three, like two big tournaments. And also the players I train with, they might spend three months worth of their salary to go to one tournament in their lifetime. And I brought some mm -hmm. team members from my islands here in Malaysia. We went to Manila Spirits, a fantastic tournament, the biggest one in Asia. Um, and one of our, we played against a Japanese team um, and they, one of the players came up to me afterwards and he went, this was all worth all of my money, just this moment, just playing against this Japanese team. He retired after that, he had to get a job, have family, blah, blah, blah. And he, he spent half his money that year just to have that one game. And I, I really wanted to be like, there are higher stakes here that we need to just remember and be an ally for because we're not all going through the same thing. Um, but that's why I was like, Lady Bandits, uh, we're, we're your fans actually. So, you know, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty powerful story you just mentioned. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Um, sort of gets me and I'm sure many others thinking about our privilege. Um, so we're going to change pace a little bit. Uh, Want to play a game and it's called You're Stuck on a Desert Island and Things Are About to Get Weird. Uh, so it's going to be like rapid fire question and answer. Um, we're going to jump between each of you. I'd love to sort of just go in order so that we don't have to call on you each time. We have, okay. I think, eight questions, something like that. Uh, eight. <laughs> in order. <laughs> they're quick, though. They're quick. They're quick. Um, so I'd love it after each question if we could go Chrissy, then Fiona, then Rika. Um, I'll ask the first question. So you're stuck on a desert island and you can only eat one food dish for the rest of your life. What is it? Mango sticky rice. <laughs> it's quite simple. The best dessert. 
the best dessert. What? Oh yeah, sorry. I thought you were saying your food. It's your turn now, Vienna. Yeah. Um, do I get a question or am I same question? question? Sorry. Oh, same question. Okay, I'm stuck on a desert island and I could only eat one food. Hmm. Chapat, chapat. I like alcohol. <laughs> Good answer. All right, five points to Fiona. Amazing. All of it, just all the alcohols. <laughs> What about you, Rika? Uh, maybe mangoes. Yes. Mm. Mm. Mango tastes like sunshine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> From the Philippines. All right. Yeah. So you're stuck on a desert island and you can only see one color for the rest of your life. Oh. What color would it be? All right, Chrissy, you're up. Oh, um, <laughs> we took it up uh, a level. That blue UV light so that I feel like I'm constantly in a rave. <laughs> It's gotta be party-like. <laughs> All right, your turn, Fiona. All right, for me would be Blue, the blue sky, the blue sea. Mm. Ah. Yeah, me too, blue. Mm. Fair. Uh, you're stuck on a desert island and you can only throw one throw for the rest of your life. <laughs> What would it be? <laughs> I, I love scubas, especially now, right? You can play that at home. Scuba, scubaing and only catching whilst playing out. Yeah. <laughs> I would throw Four hands, four hands for mm. the rest of my life. Four hands, hands on the inside, four hands, four hands on the outside, four hands <laughs> maybe above as well. <laughs> Cheating, I release. Four hands. All right, you're stuck on a desert island and you can only watch one ultimate game for the rest of your life. What game oh. would that be? <laughs> Chrissy, your turn. Under 23. Japan versus USA women's final for Worlds. It was London 2017, I think. When Japan okay. won? When Japan, sorry, yeah. When Japan won and yeah. they, that was an incredible technical, because it was in wind as well, wasn't it? It was very high winds as well, yep. game. Yeah. Japanese style versus the US. I, I was breathless for most of it. Yeah. That's a great choice. Fiona, you got a good follow? I would watch, I will watch our game. Our only yeah. recorded game, self-loving, <laughs> recorded game from USA. Um, it, it was uh, Black Widows versus yeah, Madison Heist. Oh. And uh, we played till we dropped, literally. <laughs> we played Savage against Madison. Wow. In stadium. And we won. We had seven and a <laughs> half people play 28 points and we won. Oh my God. That's insane. And at one point, one point, Ida, one of our players, she runs past me and she goes, I'm cramping. Don't tell them. <laughs> Ida, first of all, I'm not near you. So now everyone can hear. Second of all, and now I have to cut. Ugh. <laughs> It's a very Ida phrase. It was. Don't tell. <laughs> Maybe for me, um, our our game too for the revolution game against revolution. Oh mm. yeah, yeah. Even though if it's in, in Spanish, I couldn't understand anything in the saying. And what was that game? Over and over. So you're stuck on a desert island and you can only relive one tournament party for the rest of your <laughs> life. What would it be? Okay. I would like to point out that TP was one giant party because I didn't sleep for five days. I, 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 did, I got to bed at 5 a.m. and then I take my alarm on for six. It was nuts. It's completely nuts. So I'd like to point out that is one party, Luke. And that, that definitely You win. It's All right, that's fine. Columbia TV 2018. That entire tournament, I was so happy to be out with friends and so angry that I was still out and not in bed. But it was so fun. Yeah, that's right, Laurel. My, right, my personal... Up. My personal absolute favorite will be mm. 
um, the party at Manila Spirits. Um, oh, yeah. the year the year that we had the All Stars came in, All Stars <laughs> Japan, All Stars US. Um, the Black Widows weren't there as a team, but we were mm. definitely there yeah. as a team at the after party. Yeah, and uh, we partied so hard with the US players, with the Japanese players. We had party after party after party. I don't know what time we got back that night. It was endless and it was amazing. Okay, so there's way too many memories for party. Um, <laughs> but definitely, yeah, TEP is probably one of the best that I've had. Especially the one that we had to ride the bus. Oh my goodness. We had to, we had, we had the to. Shivas. Yeah. yeah. So that was good. I was looking at my clock and it's like almost five o'clock. It's like, oh my God, what's happening? It's already five o'clock and we're still partying. <laughs> people are still, people are still going to play tomorrow. So I guess we should go. <laughs> We should explain to the listeners, but so the buses, these things called shivas, can hold, I mean, maybe they're supposed to hold, what, <laughs> 50 people? Yeah. And those... they're, they're open jeepneys, like open air, there's no, there's no walls on either side, and they have basically poles and seats in them, and they just, and it's got party music, and so they crammed like 100 people onto these buses, to take us from one venue to the other. I have never been, had so much fun and also been so terrified for like 45 minutes because driving Colombian style is like in a giant bus of people basically holding on for their dear lives. I, I don't know. Nuts. That was insane. <laughs> Would not be acceptable in social distancing. No. Oh, no. 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 Yeah. All right, so you're stuck on a desert island and you can have only one piece of tech for the rest of your life. What would it be? Oh. One piece of tech. Uh, I feel like right now I'm just completely addicted to podcasts. So it would have to be something I could listen to my podcasts on. Uh, that's not a very smart answer. That's all. That's all I've got. Sorry, people. <laughs> um, for me, it would be anything that plays music, and I want like all the music in the world, all the so alcohol, all stuff. the music. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned a lot I'll about party you. On the island. <laughs> <sighs> me for probably. I don't know. Probably the same music. Oh. Yeah. Or music so, cultures. <laughs> on the topic of music, you're stuck on a desert island and you can only listen to the chorus from one song for the oh. rest of your life. What will it be? And also, will you sing it for us? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Just the chorus. Oh. oh my days. You don't have to name the song. You can just sing it. <laughs> the problem is, I watched this episode of Scrubs yesterday. I don't know if any of you are Scrubs fans. Big Scrubs and do, fan. And do you remember that song, the Erasure song, that gets stuck in everybody's head? Which one? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I try to discover... Mm -hmm. A little something to make me sweeter. Oh, baby, refrain from breaking my heart. Come on, Luke. I'm no. so in love <laughs> with you. So we're doing karaoke um, later. All right. Oh, Black Widows will take you down in karaoke. Fifi Minaj, <laughs> no. Minaj I, I think you should do perhaps some of your rapping. <laughs> Maybe a little, uh, <laughs> Maybe a little Nikki. A little Nikki, a little no? Minaj. A little bit of Minaj. 
Fifi? Yeah. No, I can't remember the lyrics. Of the top of my head I, right you now. can't remember. You only remember when you're drunk. No. Okay, yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, for me, for me, if I'm on the island, um, I, I was just thinking if I were on the island, what can I see and what I would like to, to listen for the rest of my life. And I would probably be staring at the sky a lot and what got into my head would be... Uh, why don't we rewrite the stars that you were made to be mine? <laughs> Nothing can keep us apart if you be the one I was meant to find. Yeah. Yes. It's up to us. <laughs> do we have to sing it? I, mean, <laughs> I think that's the trend. For me, it's yeah. going to be I gonna be your love. Think oh. about it. Yeah. How does that sound? Bring me to the island. Bring me to the island. Yeah. So that's my song. Yeah. 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 Florakai. <laughs> and I'd like that tournament to start as soon as coronavirus is over. Do you hear me? Florakai Open, do you hear me? I'm not joking. The first shout out. Mm -hmm. I know, right? I mean, this, the same thing popped up to my head immediately. <laughs> so I just gave a laugh because I knew that we would all be thinking of the same thing. Well, mm, Maybe slightly different. I picked what I had pictured in my head was on the beach at the party with the widow. <laughs> mm. All right, to you, Rika. Sorry, I didn't hear. I didn't hear it. Can you repeat it? Can you repeat it? I didn't hear it. Other question? Yeah. Yep. Where would go? That's not home once you're rescued from the desert island. Did you get that, Rico? That's not home. Probably I'll go to an ice cream parlor. <laughs> That's so true. That's very Rico. <laughs> That's very Rico. <laughs> yeah. All wonderful answers, and that was our game for tonight. Thanks for playing and joining us tonight. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, can't wait to see what y'all do next. And hopefully we're seeing you play in tournaments again soon. Yeah. And before we sign off, we have a tradition of doing shout outs. So to people, groups, whatever you want to shout out, uh, now would be the time. We'll go in the same order of the game. So Chrissy, you'll go first. Ooh, um, uh, I mean, thank you guys, both of you. I've really enjoyed the interview. And also it's so nice because then we feel connected to the wider Ultimate community this way as well. So thank you so much. We hope to welcome you to Asia sometime soon. Um, I do want to shout out actually all of the Asian tournament organizers and federations. Um, I've seen people do AGMs and town halls lately to just discuss what they're going to do as an ultimate community. Um, what's, what, what will tournaments maybe look like? How will we manage the seasons? Here's a time to start talking about things we didn't have time to talk about before. Let's do it now. I'm just like really inspired by people continuing to invest in a sport that of course we're so affected, right? Uh, unless we, and we could all play a bit of disc golf maybe for now for a little while, just to keep some of those throwing skills in. Because um, uh, any disc sport, right? Actually is, is great for, for us. Um, and then I guess last shout out is to these two because they still continue to be like incredible inspirations to me. Um, I couldn't believe that we had, you know, these five tournaments supposed to be going this, this year. And I, even though they haven't happened, to have every woman who wanted to be part of those tournaments saying we're not off the roster as soon as the tournaments are back on, we're with you. I, you know, I just, I, I, I could not have done it without these two. And yeah, I still feel very privileged. Yeah. Thank you. All right, but uh, for me, firstly, thank, thank you to Luke and Laurel for hosting this. Uh, it's been a wonderful time reliving memories from the field. 
um, at the stage we're at now. And, and I definitely can't wait to go back. So the people I like to shout out to is, is actually everyone at home listening to this. Um, I think because we're at home a lot more or we're kind of alone a lot more, we, we self-reflect uh, during this period of time. And, and I like to thank everyone for being uh, spontaneous on doing all these, uh, all these uh, efforts together, people together just like how we're doing it now. And I really like to, to shout out to you guys for putting in all these great stuff um, to keep people connected somehow. I'm pretty sure everyone's kind of doing it in their own ways. And, and it's really amazing seeing how we can be connected uh, even during these difficult times. Also, to shout out to my teammates on the Black Widow team. Um, I can't say enough thanks to the, to the 18,000 push-ups. <laughs> uh, to all the to all the fun and games that we had on the group chat it's yeah. it's been so crazy not just 50 messages I believe it's 200 messages every night <laughs> and I oh, I never yeah. thought I had this much fun um, connecting online so thank you to everyone it's true yeah um, shout out to both of you Laurel and you for having us here and also for Upwind Ultimate for everything yes. that it's that Open Ultimate has done for for, Incredible. for the community. Yeah. Yeah. And then shout out to our teammates or Black Widow teammates. I think I don't know who's watching right now, but I think some of them are watching. So hello to our teammates. And uh, <laughs> and shout out to everyone who's working really hard. Um, we have to have this time in our lives that when we when we look back we just remember that at that time that we all were stuck at home but we were still connected because of the yeah. things that we were doing. Mm. So let's all keep staying connected. And that's the most important part. That's what I think that's the one thing that keeps us sane. Yeah. Is keeping connected. So yeah. So thank you for doing this interview also for for uh, for for Black Widows. Laurel, do you have shout outs? Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna say thank you to the three of you for joining. I'm so glad this happened. Uh, I feel like this has been a long time in the making and the thing I love about our friendship and relationship and kind of your expectation uh, for the team and the organization is just this constant or this idea of constant and honest and open growth and change and uh, sharing that with a group of folks that at the same time you're working so hard for uh, on the fields. So thank you so much for giving me that opportunity to have played with you. Uh, and I am very excited to stay in touch and be a part of Black Widows Forever. Um, and then I also just want to quickly shout out my mom because it's Mother's Day this weekend and she got oh. me this tie. Oh, oh it's so oh. cute, babe. My best oh. yeah, she yes. So uh, she'll appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I also want to thank you three, uh, not just for doing this, but inspiring women all over. Uh, it's really incredible. Um, I also want to shout out uh, the everyone working in healthcare right now and everyone working uh, in public service. It's, it's really important now more than ever, and hopefully we're at a point where, where we're going to start treating these people with the respect they deserve. Um, I also want to shout out my cat Dwight and my mom because she's the greatest. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Dwight, is here? No. Dwight is. Please hold. Yes. Dwightster. <laughs> Black Widows always bring our pets to our calls. Oh. Hi, Dwight. Dwight's always here. Aww. So while you're all distracted by face. Dwight. Consider also donating five to twenty dollars to the Black Widows Fund because they are also cute and lovely as well. 
but more than that, I think they are some of the most critical group out there uh, around access to Ultimate. So that Venmo, again, is at uh, the Upwind Institute or PayPal, the Upwind Institute at gmail.com. And again, we'll post all of those in the chat for you to find later. So thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you to the Black Widows. Thank you to everyone at home. Again, stay home, stay safe, and we will continue to see you online until we see you in person. Signing off from the Upline Cut, it's Laura Oldershaw and Luke Johnson. Bye. Thank you. Bye.